This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. All right, Raider Nation, welcome to Silver and Black Today, the post-game edition live here, wherever you're watching us or listening to us, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, or if you're listening to us on our Odyssey original podcast feed, we thank you guys for being back with us uh, as the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders uh, win. I know, I know everybody's trying to come to grips with their 22-16 to win in exciting fashion overtime. Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. We're going to talk all about that as well as get the voice of the fan with my good friend Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Just a reminder, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us or watching us. Hit the subscribe button. Do the auto download for the audio. Please do that even if you just watch us on video. We'd appreciate you doing that. Uh, And, of course, on Facebook, you can like us there. On YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe and then the notifications bell so we can get to you. But let's get right into this. And as always here on the show, we bring in the voice of the fan, my good friend uh, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. And Murph, when we, you and I connected here right before we went live, uh, you were talking about the fact that, hey, three times a year you get to be happy. But no, really, the Raiders come out in dramatic fashion. It was an up and down game between to me, two offensive play callers that really need to go back to school. But nonetheless, the Raiders come up with magic at the end of the game, the Carlson field goal to tie it before the end of regulation. Then the big connection, really the biggest and only connection for the Raiders on offense right now, which is your T-shirt. Yes, uh, exactly. Devontae Adams, 35-yard touchdown pass in overtime on their first possession from Derek Carr to win this game, 22 to 16. So tell us about your feelings. Second half, I was getting nervous midway through. The offense could not move the ball. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, it's a Raider game, so it's like it's a nail biter no matter what, right? And it's like you could just you're just waiting for the wheels to fall off if the wheels ever even make it on the bus to begin with. But uh, tonight, I thought the Raiders made a little bit of a statement for as much of a statement as we're capable of. This is the first of 10 in a row in which we march to a victory in Super Bowl 57. Let's go, Scott! <laughs> I love that enthusiasm. See, there's a lot in Raider Nation. People all week telling me how bad things were, and I was like, hey, find something positive. Of course, there are people who will always find negative, even in the positive, because I saw, Murph, I couldn't believe it. You got to be happy when your team wins, right? But no, some people are saying, well, now we're screwing up our draft pick. <laughs> so you, you just can't with some people. I mean, they're just not willing to do it. But I'll tell you what, I mean, Murph, this game, first half, the Raiders come out. It's, it's a back and forth affair. Derek Carr looks good. Devontae Adams off to the quick start. And then they go silent. In the second half, another 0.3 quarter. So it was hard for people, I think, to stay up and say, you know what, this team can come back. But Derek Carr gets the ball twice, end of regulation, and in overtime, they move the ball. The play calling, we'll get back to the play calling throughout the game, but the play calling at the end of the game overall was much better and worked much uh, worked well, I think, for this team to get into position to win the game. Absolutely. So, and, and first off, let me address something there. Like, if you're a fan that's not rooting for the Raiders to win, like, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing with that. Like, I mean, and I'll never tell you how to fan your fandom, but when you're not rooting for your team to win, that seems like a ridiculous notion to me. I don't care if the Raiders haven't won a game all year long. I don't want them to lose another one. Like, we, we got to root for our team. We got to support our guy. But whatever, you do do you. Do you. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm in the bag for this thing, and I want to see positivity. I want to root for uh the the team that is not the team that isn't right now this is the raiders we got and so i want to see those those raiders win i think what stalled out in, in terms of like when we see saw everything go quiet the penalty started to pile up right like, yes you know nothing kills a drive like a penalty nothing extends the drive for the broncos like a penalty poor sam webb had like like three oh. of the worst plays in a row there um you know giving up a penalty and then and then of course getting burned and and uh, it's still, anyways, it was, that was, that was a little, that was a little, a little rough in there. Um, but yeah, but like you said, you know, Derek Carr pulls it out in the end, really the entirety of the team. I don't want to just put it all on Derek. I think, unfortunately, we, a lot of times put too much on Derek and at, you know what I mean? Like he gets sure. all the blame and all the credit at times. Um, but he, I thought he played great, but then also everybody else did there late. And, you know, we've been dealing with this stat here and, and I don't even know what the exact numbers are now at this point, but I think at, at one point, Derek was either 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 mm -hmm. on, on the uh, on times where he had the ability to put the ball in the end zone and to, or wherever else to tie up the game or to take the lead. And then now here tonight, he does it right. So like, yep. Hey, that's one, we'll take it. Like one is better than none. So let's hopefully that will start a trend, build some confidence in the team. And sorry for my bulldog barking over there in the background. <laughs> that's all right. I'll tell you though, Derek Carr ends the game. Murph 23 to 37, 307 yards, two touchdowns. And now going back, I thought this was an incredibly encouraging sign for cars play because we saw that second half start and you felt like you did the rest of the year when things did not go well. He his first half, 12 of 14, 137 yards, the touchdown, of course, to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, five catches, 94 yards in the first half. Carr comes out in the second half. You get towards the end of the third quarter. He's only seven of 15 for 31 yards. And you're thinking to yourself, whoa, this is terrible. So he rallied. And that was incredibly encouraging for me to see because his play, I know people get touchy about the Derek Carr thing. 
But listen, his play has not been as well, and we talked about it on this show, has not been as good as it has been in years past. Uh, but it seemed like those last two drives, whatever it was, the, the light switch went on and Derek Carr reverted back to his 2021 form and really seemed to rally that team and come along and do what he needed to do to help them win the game. Absolutely. You know, it's nice to see him be resilient. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, you want to see out of a, out of, out of your quarterback or any of any player, but in this, in this case, the most prominent position in all of sports, which is quarterback of an NFL team, uh, you want to see him be resilient. You know, when he misses a pass down the sidelines, you know, overthrow, I think it was Abdullah. Maybe he was, he overthrew yeah. it down there, down the sideline path. You see those kinds of things. And it's like, Oh no. Like as a fan, I'm sitting on my couch going like, all right, here we go. You know what I mean? Like, here's where we're just going to see the frustration build and blah, blah, blah. But that's not what happened. And so, again, like, you know, I know it's been nine years and I know it's been a long time and I know that fan is tired and I and I am too, Raider Nation. And I've, and I've been, you know, at times a car stand and at times, a uh, what do they call it? The kids call them Kardashians, whatever the yeah. heck. Like, I've kind of <laughs> gone both ways with it. But ultimately at this point, like, I, you kind of see it going in a direction. And then it's like, okay, here we go. But that's not what happened. So, so I'm encouraged by it. Um, you know, I'm proud of this team. I mean, if, you know, all the, uh, and not to go totally off the, off the subject here, Scott, but like yeah. as a collective, you know, we, we, our team has been under the most of criticism and by us too, like, you know, yes. so, and, and I think fairly the way that they have underperformed and, you know, whether it's the accusations of a split locker room, the accusations of a, a revolt against the coach, well, all the, you know, all the different things that have gone on. Do guys actually want to come back from injury? All the negativity, negativity. Darren Waller was, was asked about it this week, uh, you know, um, uh, post-practice about, like, that. what fans feel about, like, mm -hmm. his ability to come back and how. And, you know, and, and, and anyways, it's it's been such a heavy thing over the Raiders for them to battle back on the road. And I know it's the Broncos. Look, I'm not freaking out over here. I know we didn't just beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead, but it's still a division <laughs> rival. It's still the goddamn Broncos. We yeah. swept their asses. Like, let's go, man. Like, that's yeah, let's be encouraged by that for what it is. And then that the fact that this team's character was defined last year by their ability to battle back and fight through adversity. And although it's much more minor of circumstances versus mm -hmm. last year, that's what they did tonight. So that's a good thing. Like, let's lock onto that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, no matter, I know they're, what, 6-0 and now, or five, the last five, or six straight now, uh, over Denver, so three straight years of sweeping them, uh, but still, going on the road in a year where you're 2-7, and seven, going to Denver, it was a loud place, right? It's always a tough place to play. I don't care how good they are, or how bad the Raiders are, or how good the Raiders are, and how bad they are, it's always, they, they do not like one another. I know the fans don't like it either. And the players certainly feel the same way. So you know it's going to be a bloody battle. And so for them to go in and win uh, was significant. But the thing, and, and our good friend Rossi Biddle down in, in Australia brought it up, and I want to bring it up too because it's a great point. Yes, uh, shout out to Rossi. Um, is Derek Carr, I thought, for the first time all season, with the exception of a quarter there, a quarter there, or here or there, um, looked really comfortable. I mean, he didn't even have Colton Miller. Colton Miller was a scratch due to injury before the game, so your best offensive lineman's not even there. And he just looked more comfortable. Not that he was perfect. He had his errant throws. He had his issues just like everybody else does. But that was, to me, the biggest difference in him tonight. He did not look nervous. Thank you. I was just going to say that, Scott, that he seemed like there was a – we saw a calmer version of Derek Carr. Yes. There wasn't the anxiousness. There wasn't the anxiousness in the pocket, especially early on in the game. Um, that was one of the things I took a note on early on is that 
Derek, I feel like it was even in the first series, like the pocket is collapsing around him and, and, and at different points during this season, we've, we see him get happy feet. We see him rush a throw. We see those kind of, he didn't, he just kind of stuck in there. And that's been a big criticism of Derek uh, this season. And so to see that like that to me, it's like, isn't it funny? Like watching a Raider game, like sometimes early on, you almost know how the game's going to go for like how it starts off. Like, <laughs> and, and, and now they're now that said, we've had games where we've flown out to 17 to nothing, you know, a lead and then completely blown it. So that's not a, like, a, you know, a, a, whatever, an exact statement, Raider nation, but there's a vibe, like there's a feel of it, of the yeah. game early on. And it felt like Derek was going to have a strong game from early on. It sure was. And so, I mean, that that to me was the biggest difference in seeing how he played. And this despite, and I know that the announcers on TV brought it up, this despite the fact that he's still not able to, and it seems like it's more on the receiver's side, to find that kind of rhythm with those. As outside of Devontae Adams and the occasional throw to Foster Moreau, which we saw the big one in overtime, which was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch and run, uh, it seems as though without Renfro, without Waller, who both were not playing their best either, but at least those guys seem to always be connected, there still seems to be a disconnect. We we see Mac Hollins, who I've liked Mac Hollins, but he's a walking penalty flag, by the way, again tonight with the penalties. And it just doesn't seem like the timing is on with those guys. And so for Derek to come out and do what he did late in the game and to find the guy he needed to find after they kind of went cold to, to, to one another uh, as, as far as Devontae Adams goes, especially he's, he was with Patrick Sertan. So he's facing the Broncos' best defensive back who blew the call in the last play. But either way, um, they were able to connect. And when it matters most, it doesn't matter how you did in the third quarter. It matters how you do at the end of the fourth quarter and now into overtime. And they did it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it wasn't interesting. Even Schlereth called it out that, like, at one point, he was like, Derek can't trust anybody else but 17 on this team, you know? And, like, right. and that's really unfortunate because, you know, we, we saw, we saw uh, you know, Moreau with another drop pass. And, of course, he came up with a big one late, as you mentioned. Um, but also Matt Collins, like, there was a little bit, like, I mean, I love Matt Collins. I think Matt Collins is great. But I don't think the way that, unfortunately, we're having to use Matt Collins right now is where Matt Collins would excel. To me, Matt Collins was, like, the next version of Andre Holmes. You think back to like 2016, Derek Carr, where were all of his touchdown passes going to? They're going to Jared Cook. They're going to Andre mm -hmm. Holmes. They're going to Michael Crabtree. They're going to big wide receivers or big uh, tight end in Cook's case. With, that were The guys that would just bully their way to the football. The guys that would go high point it in the back of the end zone and bully somebody away, box them out basketball style and take that ball away. That's what kind of my vision was for Mac Hollins, but that's not how they're using him. And I think that he's a little bit of a liability in route running, right? Like we would, we would like to see him maybe instead be more of the, like, you know, not necessarily short yardage, but certainly red zone guy. And especially with the absence of Darren Waller. Yeah, no question. And, and that's it. I, I just think I look at this game and I was sitting with my wife watching the game and, and she kind of mentioned the wide receiver. And I said, listen, they just don't have the talent. It's, you know, somebody asked about DJ Turner Nice young player. Don't get me wrong. Those are guys that are good for role players. But once you get past Adams and then the, the Renfro we know from last year, Renfro's been up and down all year. And, of course, he's out injured, taking care of himself. 
But you, you just need more bodies. And this is where I talk to people about the fact that our expectations, and we, we talked about this last week, Murph, on the show, uh, our expectations of this team and where they were at were way overblown. And that's not necessarily the team trying to do marketing, which they did a little bit of, don't get me wrong. But I think we all jumped, including the media, including fans, jumped to the conclusion that they had all this talent because you, ha- if you have Waller, you have 2021 uh, Renfro, you have Carr, you, you have you, Adams added to that, then you think that's what's going to happen. But in reality, those guys have been on the field 62 snaps the whole season. So, so yeah, I think this team just needs more bodies. I think if it had more bodies, it would be much, much healthier and you would see a better offense. All right, listen, our, our audio offense, hang on. We're going to cut to a break. When we come back, Murph and I will continue. You're listening to Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. We'll be right back. 